What authorities have uncovered is being called the most ghastly crime scene of the decade, even the century. Reporters struggle for details as confusion and terror run rampant as information on the Asylum of Horrors is unveiled. The hospital was run by Dr. Vanneket, a madman for the ages. Viewers at home, you have been warned. Steal yourself and ask, do you dare step inside the doors of the house on Haunted Hill? Ooh, I'm not going in there. Fuck yeah, that. Sounds, that sounds intense, dude. <laughs> you better check it out, though, just to see what's going on in there, right? Fair, fair. Yeah, dude. Um, After you. Whew, yeah, I'll, I'll lead the way. Let's do it. <laughs> Fucking hopping back to 1999, House on Haunted Hill. <laughs> right. Oh, man, dude. This, this movie, dude, brings back so many fucking memories for me. Yeah. Um, it came out in the in the year of our Lord and Savior, nineteen ninety nine. Yeah, a lot of shit was changing in, in the world at that time, and I guess horror was kind of taking a little bit of a shift too, because this is when you started to see like those um, the Dark Castle like remakes that Warner Brothers was doing. You know, like they would do this, Thirteen Ghosts, which we've previously talked about on the show, and like you know uh, House of Wax and a bunch of other stuff like that. Right. Yeah. So I mean, I mean, this is like your your classic like insane asylum you know haunted insane asylum story and it's fucking yeah. awesome um yep. and you know we'll 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 uh we'll roll the uh intro first but i definitely want to get into like how we how and when we first saw this film because i i have a pretty funny story about it cool. um so yeah man i i say let's just get right into it let's do it i'm ready yeah, so here we go. We're go. We're getting into House on, on Haunted Hill. Grab your check for a million dollars. Grab your random ghost sent invite to a party and steal your nerves. This one's going to be a doozy. This is Those Who Remain. two aunts one of them being a very uh she's a, a horror fan um which is kind of funny for for her being that way like no one else in my family i feel like are horror fans but she is you know she mm-hmm. was the one who like i mean her favorite her ringtone is like on her phone is the the halloween you know theme like that's her like she loves it she, you know she her birthday is in october she just loves that month, loves it just like all of us. And, you know, she thought, well, hey, this new movie, House on Haunted Hill, came out. Why not take uh, my uh, nephew, who is 11 years old, to see this movie? <laughs> yeah, that sounds like a good idea. That go, Kev. Dude, this movie gave me nightmares for the longest fucking time. Like, it really did. And, and, and like, going back and watching it now is just like, yeah this is this movie is not that scary but. it's more fun than than anything like there are a couple of jump moments but it's mostly like cool now like the whole setup is just pretty awesome dude you know what fucking got me a couple things okay so fucking dr vaniket just walking around all fucking choppy motion i don't know why but that's yeah. the fuck out it's really creepy and um 
the scene where where the one chick goes into the basement with her camera, just her and her yes. camera. And ooh. dude, I'll tell you that. All right. So both of those kind of play for me on the same fear, which is like the idea that you're watching some like, you know, home security footage and whatever you're watching looks at you on the camera. Right. That's such a creepy, like, uh, sort of, sort of thing or fear or whatever. But I, I remember, yeah, that happens with the doctor when he's walking around all choppy, he like stops and looks at the camera and you're like, Oh fuck. And then, uh, the same thing with, uh, Bridget Wilson's character, Melissa in the, in the basement when she's like, I love that moment with the camcorder. That's such a creepy scare. She sees the, uh, the, the like hospital staff, like doing that awful, like torture experiment on the patient. And then when yeah. she puts the camera down, nothing's there, you know? Right. Ah, so creepy. Yeah, that's so. I mean, that you know, and being like filmmakers ourselves, it's like it's so creepy that like you know our medium of choice like can can potentially expose us to this paranormal world, you know, through this, I don't know, digital way, I guess. Um, Yeah, for sure. So creepy. But I thought this movie was so scary, man, as a kid. Because you're you're a couple years older than me, so I was like eight or nine when this came out, and I have an aunt. my aunt Lynn loves horror movies and oh, she's yeah. always watching like Michael Myers uh, uh-huh. and all that stuff too. So like uh, she had a, a tape of this playing at her house one day or something. I remember <laughs> it was like, it was daytime out and she's watching it, which is awesome. So, um, but yeah, like I, I remember the whole like roller coaster scene at the beginning of this movie. And even as a kid being like, dude, this movie has like a really black sense of humor. Yeah. And so I think it almost works better as like a horror comedy than it obviously does as like a straight horror movie. Yeah. But there, there's some scary shit when they, uh, there's a part we will, that we'll get to later, uh, with Jeffrey Rush where he gets strapped up in the asylum <laughs> and there's like a crazy zoetrope thing, but yep. yeah, like where does, uh, I, I guess where to start. I like, we don't want to like have to go through the whole plot though. Yeah, no, we don't have to. I, yeah, I, th- I feel like, you know, this movie has been out for long enough and, and I, I, I feel like a lot of people have seen it. If you haven't go check it out, but oh, sure, um, I think. you know, I think we could just, yeah, yeah, for sure. So you know, we could just talk about our favorite parts of it or what we like or what we don't yeah. like, you know, we don't, but, but like we can at least set it up for people, the, the general plot, and yeah, the general plot of, <laughs> you know, it's like that classic story of, you know, come, come survive the night and win a million dollars. Yeah. You know? It's like the, the log line is pretty simple. It's like an amusement park mogul offers a group of diverse people <laughs> one million bucks one to spend the night. Dollars. One million buckaroos to spend the night in a haunted house with a horrifying past. But there's like the, the added layer to that is that, you know, like we find out that, uh, you know, like we thought that this was going to be like a birthday party for this dude's wife and they totally hate each other and stuff. But right. he, uh, like, the, the ghosts of this old asylum somehow use the internet to hack his computer it's and the cr- most ridiculous yeah, it's pretty, thing it's ever. pretty absurd in hindsight but yeah I mean, like it, it's, the it's ghosts hilarious hack the fucking computer yeah. oh hack, it's so funny super, the first supernatural email hacked <laughs> um so but it like goes in and makes its own fucking guest list and it knows everyone's like aol email addresses and invites them all and everyone has their own sort of past. And like, I, I guess they're all relatives of people from the old massacre that happened back in the fifties or whatever. Right. And uh, except for Tay Diggs and Allie Larder, who we find out Allie Larder is actually like taking the identity of the person who's invited who's her boss mm-hmm. and t- i think tate diggs was adopted right or he something adopted, like that yeah, so, so he like the ghost doesn't even really want them it's just like you know yeah so this was you know back in the whatever whatever it was the 50s or whatever this this insane asylum um they did terrible experiments on these poor people and 
you know, and, and that, that actually is, is based in some truth based in a lot of truth, man. Yes, sir. I mean, it's uh, sad, but that like go big, the early days of, of like the, you know, those mental institutions and asylums, it's like the stuff they were doing was horrifying, horrifying. Yeah. And I mean, it's, it's like, it's like electroshock alone is just like, man. Oh yeah. Let's just hook them up to this shit or lobotomies or yeah. what that like. Oof. Yeah. Like the so the, <laughs> the, the, the movie is like, pretty true to real life in that sense that it shows a lot of the horrible stuff that was happening except you know obviously they they kind of like uh take it to like this whole other level but uh yeah it's it's i remember as a uh, college student taking a psychology class where we learned about all the awful stuff that happened in those days and i thought about this movie i have to admit i was like oh fuck that's that's crazy yeah so so there's an uprising from all the patients and they kill all of the doctors and nurses and whatnot and then a fire a fire starts and yep. they they go into lockdown mode which just brings down these giant steel barricades over every window and door and they're they basically just get trapped and get burned alive mm-hmm. and and hence creating a very haunted house because hey if you want to make a haunted house you just trap a bunch of people in somewhere and set them on fire and you there you go haunted immediately yeah, that's kind of our setup and then we cut to jeffrey rush he's like this guy who runs uh, amusement parks and it's this pretty funny scene where you see just like he has like a really wicked sense of humor the whole movie right. does i guess but yeah like uh, uh, i was saying his wife who femka jensen plays pretty perfectly evelyn wants to have this party there because she saw it on tv and uh all these people end up being like what the fuck but they want to you know they're curious about the million dollars yeah, but so, it wouldn't be yeah so they show up and i uh this movie has chris Catan from snl and i think he's so fucking funny he's pritchett the guy who like meets him when their other cars pull up you know yeah he he is a he is uh he's related to what one of the isn't he related to the the main doctor i think he's related to like one of the guys who like either worked on the house or like was uh, oh because like his yeah his grandfather was there when they built the place and then his dad was there when they tried to renovate it exactly yeah so he he was like the key holder he was he was just there to let people in <laughs> and yeah. and he knew he knew already that the house was fucked up um you know he doesn't he, even want to step inside no, he doesn't even want to go inside but he's kind of forced to and then as we know lockdown happens <laughs> all these huge steel shutters slide down all these gears it's like very much like 13 ghosts you know right like those i, I kind of consider these movies like sister films they'd be an awesome double feature oh, but yeah it's like yeah. uh they're they're totally just on lockdown and and uh they're like you know what the fuck are we gonna do i guess we just have to wait till morning when someone shows up and just try to not get or like horribly yeah. mutilated beyond and a, recognition yeah, right and, and because chris Catan's character knows you know how it how how kind of how the whole system works he's like well of course the only way to fucking get out is to go down into the basement where like the main controls are or whatever yeah and he knows he for sure does not want to go down there but he's kind of forced into it so yeah. I feel so bad for him. <laughs> yeah, his character seems kind of cursed in a way. Like his right. his grandpa was cursed. His dad, you know, also had a history in the house and stuff. So it's like that 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 guy. It was gonna get him one way or the other. Right, right. Um. So, I think I think pretty early on is when um uh Bridget's character uh, Melissa goes down into the into the basement by herself with her camera. Right. That's like. Mm-hmm probably one of the 
I don't think it's first kills. I don't think it's the first, it's the first kill, I believe, but it's, I don't think it's the first time they go down there, but either way. um, Yeah. She like, (laughs) dude, I just remember, I remember sitting in the theater and you, you, you see her fucking, she pans the camera up and you see the screen on the little digital dinky camera that she has. And you see this, these fucking ghost doctors operating on a ghost patient. And you're like, and she brings it down and no one's there. And you're like, oh shit. And then here's the creepiest part. It's actually giving me chills right now. Just think remembering of, like about it is they all stop and they look at her. Yeah, dude. And you're like, oh God. That's <laughs> such a primal fear. I don't know what that is, man. I guess it's just like that, you know, oh, they got us. Like they're yeah, like it's someone like, looking like, at you. Yeah, like they know that you're watching. Like they knew that they were being watched, and and now you're yeah. fucked. You're just done. <laughs> Terrified me as a as a child, man. The and other, like, um, oh, no, go ahead, go ahead. I don't know. I was gonna say like it's like it's a, it's one of those really good scares that it, it, it's mysterious because they find the tape and they watch it and they just hear her screaming, and getting dragged off, and they're like, mm-hmm. it's like she was absorbed or sucked into the house, right? And like the this makes you think. And then I mean, we find out what happened to her later. They find her in like this like crazy like a medical anatomy display yeah where she's been like completely like you know dissected and like mm-hmm. you know like every, like it's like it's it that fucked me up too as a kid to be honest like there's so much this movie did it, it's it's funny that it, like looking back i'm like oh it's 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 a lot of fun because as a kid i'd like actively avoid this movie um the other scene that happens shortly after that um that freaked me out as well i think i really think every scene in this movie freaked me out when i was 11 years old um but when they're all kind of exploring the basement together and it's um i believe it's evelyn and eddie so famka and and tay diggs and they're walking around and out of nowhere like tay diggs is gone and she's by herself she's just alone in this dinky like gross freaking like mental institution basement and that just like for me that hit home i'm like man like it 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 reminds me now of when i went into like exploring a mental institution and how i did not want to be the person last in the group because like just for a fear of like turning around one second and looking back and having everyone be gone and just being alone in this this creepy place um so that scene freaked me out too and then he obviously eventually shows up again and then that's the whole pretty cool scene with the blood, the blood tanks. Yeah. Um, so cool. And, and it, you, you realize quickly that that's not actually him. It's like, uh, a, so go, good. Uh, like a ghost yeah. apparition. Of- and by that point, like Allie Larder's like up to her, like elbows and blood and then something grabs her from underneath and you're like, ah, oh, Jesus. Right. Oh yeah. Sorry. I said fam. Yeah. It was, I, Allie Larder. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. Oh, wait, what's that? Oh, you said I, Famka. I, I said Allie Larder. I, oh, I, yeah. I said Famka earlier. I, yeah. It's Allie Larder. Yeah, totally. So, um, dude, oh, that just again, that just fucked me up, man. That like, I think it's just the fact, like, just thinking about just going in with a group of people, like having having each other's backs, kind of, and then just being mm-hmm. alone the next instant. You're like, Oof. yeah, freaky. And it's it's cool too. And I, I guess Thirteen Ghost does this a bit too, uh, where it's like. You know, there's definitely a, a strong supernatural element that's like the driving force, but then kind of like some of the human characters are also up to no good, you know? Oh, so sure. you, uh, I forget his, what's his name? It's like the doctor character that that is in the group where he's actually having like an affair with 
Evelyn character, uh, Peter yeah. Gallagher, Blackburn. Yep, he's Blackburn. like, and uh, he like totally like they fake her death and he revives her and stuff. But then she ends up stabbing him in the back, literally, right. and killing him. You know, so it's just like uh there's there's the the whole human element where humans are the monsters too because i remember 13 yeah. ghosts it's like the uncle was this asshole that caused all this and the lawyer was a big piece of shit and stuff so similar similar and i think that's important in ghost stories is to have human uh living characters who are just as threatening as the ghosts you know right and then uh because like this movie kind of takes a strange turn in the third act where like there's the actual ghost of the house or whatever where it's like a giant like blob of felt faces and stuff mm-hmm. and it seems like it has like an agenda and it wants specific people and stuff so like the movie kind of changes what the threat is a couple times throughout you know yeah and i think they i think chris Catan tries to explain it that it's the house like the house is actually haunted like or or, or is evil like the it, i don't know it was like weird or maybe it was just i don't know but like i, I just took it like that the house ultimately at its essence is evil and that's what that big mass of, of ghosts is and if you die in the place you get absorbed into it right and so you know they don't want that to happen and right. so but chris Catan gets a little bit of a moment at the end because he gets to hold the the shutter open for him so they can leave and i thought that was kind of a good that was a cool moment for him oh, for sure for sure it sucks it's sad that he had to die though but like yeah. at the same time it's like at least he got to help people do what he couldn't you know and yeah. they get all the checks right um, they're all blank i believe <laughs> oh yeah right the whatever like 10 million dollars or something yeah. yeah dude um what was the the other thing that really freaked me out about this movie was um was the scene with that that what would you call it before that carousel kind of thing yeah it's like a zoetrope i think is what they call those yeah dude that fucking oh dude that actually that i remember having dreams about that dude Dude. bouncing the red ball it's like it's like like the music's like so creepy man like Like, looking back at it now it's like so like cheesy but like dude when you're 11 years old that shit's fucking right is insane and this movie uh i don't know if it pioneered it but it's definitely one of the first movies i remember where they did that crazy like fast moving head thing like oh, when jack yeah, when like, yes yeah. jeffrey rush is having like this crazy this kind of like uh yeah. like uh jacob's ladder ask scene where he's like getting wheeled down into like the bowels of hell you know right. and there's like the kind of twisted nurse lady and she's like you know this may sting a little whatever she says and then like right. there's the head behind her that's like blah, 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 blah. and it, yeah, that is just scary nightmare fuel for me there's a lot of like uh imagery in that sequence that as a as a kid freaked me out and when he's under the water and the one face like screams at him oh yeah i don't know if you're familiar with this director's other movies william malone but he i think he did fear.com okay i've actually i haven't seen fear.com i haven't seen it but i'm interested i'm interested in it i heard it's uh like a lot of people don't really like it i don't want to poop on it but you know like uh I haven't seen it, but uh, I guess it has a similar like visual aesthetic, and I was trying to you know kind of capitalize on the early days of the internet, you know. Mm, So so yeah, like I I thought that that was always a standout just from a visual aspect. But um, watching the movie now, like there's so many scenes where there's just really beautiful like fugue music playing, like organ. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it gives me the chills, man. Like, and uh, there's the scene where uh, you know, like Evelyn excuses herself and takes a gun, and everyone gives you know uh jeffrey rush a look and he's like what i loaded him with blanks and i remember that scene has really pretty like music the whole movie has a pretty 
pretty banger soundtrack. Yeah. Like the the opening credits, man. That it's like some Phantom of the Opera. It really ban- is ba- yeah. banging away on the organ. Yeah. Oh yeah, dude. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, that was definitely one of the things that stood out when I when I first saw it too. Um, I think it just adds to that overall like creepiness of everything. Just like this like grandeur of this house and like yeah. with this organ bla- blaring in the background. It, it's fucking cool, man. It's, it's just something disturbing. Really cool. um, you've seen Cuckoo's Nest, right? Yeah, yeah. So you know, like you know, like medication time, medication yep. time, and it's right. playing like this creepy like you know like uh, it's classical music there's nothing really creepy about it but the context of how they're playing it is it makes it really creepy because you're in this you know like this asylum with you know it's all these like desperate people and everything so this movie i definitely kind of draws inspiration from all, everything that came before it that talked about how creepy mental hospitals could be right um so yeah i i, I don't think the movie does a bad job of representing all that at all i just think that like it kind of throws everything in the kitchen sink at you and it's just right. a lot at times right but yeah like you're saying it's more just kind of fun and cheesy now than like when you're a kid it was so scary yeah it's always it, it it it's always fun to look back at like the movies that really scared you as a Absolutely. kid and 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 just <laughs> you just re- like laugh at them now you're like why was i scared of this you know like like all the people back in the day who freaked out during exorcist you know like in the theater back when it came out mm-hmm. and uh and and like we watched that movie today we're like this movie isn't scary like <laughs> like i mean at least i do i don't think it's very scary but but man back in the day you know especially when you're young, people were like passing out and stuff they man. were they were and that's like crazy Green to the think theater, about. yeah crazy to think about i think that's kind of the power of suggestion too like i do think that movie is really intense and it is scary but like i've seen it so many times it's like it's hard to go to back to your first time because i remember being pinned to my fucking seat the first time seeing that movie it's sure. terrifying yeah. and uh you know but now like we talked about before it's just scary like as a parent because you're like damn no one knows what to do for this girl but yeah it's like uh it's kind of like the diminishing returns of being a horror fan that like we're kind of chasing the dragon of like right. you know like we we want to be scared the first time like we did the yeah. first time and it's like it's i don't know it, it, it very rarely happens to me but there are movies i do see that are that are scary sure yeah um so uh if you're cool with it i'd like to to wrap up the reviewing of this and then maybe talk about the little horror con we attended i think that'd be cool just oh, for sure throw down a couple minutes on that so um nate you can go i'll let you go first do the honors of rating a house on haunted hill okay for sure uh i like it a lot it's it's one of my favorite uh childhood horror movies so it's it's like probably a similar rating to 13 ghosts where it's like you know i see all the flaws i just don't care so like i give it like <laughs> yeah. a like an eight out of ten yeah dr, dr. vanikitz hell yeah um i'm actually i think i think i'm on the same exact page as you man um is this the best horror movie in the world absolutely not but it's got that that um you know it just reminds me of when i was 11 years old in the theater watching this with my two aunts and it was like I, I, you know, I can't like, that's something that will, I'll, I will always remember. Um, I will always remember all these scenes that scared the shit out of me <laughs> when I was little and, you know, now it doesn't scare me, but that's okay. Like just, it's more about those memories that I can hold on to. Um, so yeah, man, I, I also give it eight out of 10. Um, 
if you haven't seen it go fucking watch it it's it's a you know it's a decent movie if you've never i feel like if you've never seen it it might creep you out maybe a little bit yeah if you don't know it's coming but you know, if you don't know what's coming yeah exactly so i don't know um cool. so yeah we recently to 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 pivot we we um recently attended days of the dead horror convention in yeah. rosemont illinois at the crown point plaza mm-hmm. um which hey might be haunted too because a person died there a few years ago All right. <laughs> um but yeah so so we went there and uh it was a pretty cool time man um mm-hmm. We, I, I, the first person we met was a uh, good old Malcolm McDowell. Mm-hmm. Becca was not able to attend. So she said, she basically said, I'm going to divorce you if you don't get me his signature. And I'm like, okay. So I, uh, we got a, a tank girl print, uh, from him. And he was, a, he was a pretty cool guy, even though he, he kind of seemed like he didn't really care too much to be there. Um, you know, he was watching a, a soccer game or something on his phone while he was signing autographs, so, which was kind of oh, funny. Yeah. <laughs> and then you you got to tell him that uh, you you took his suggestion of buying the Blu-ray. Yeah, yeah. Cause the first time I met him, I had like a really old signed DVD or like a, the, the like the one with like the fold flap or whatever. Right. He's like, oh, I think you need a Blu-ray. So <laughs> I got the Blu-ray, and then I came up to him and I told him I got the Blu-ray, and he just looked at me like, "What?" Yeah, and I was I just like. I was like, anyway, nice to see you. See you next time. And I I think he was just kind of happy that I was like, okay, bye. And then uh, we met the wonderful Doug Jones, but I don't want to skip. Man, I'm dropping in the ball on on your buddy's name. You take it. I'm sorry. (laughs) So, yeah, after Malcolm McDowell, uh, uh, yeah, we stopped at um, the booth of. Our, our friend dan danny yeah, dan roebuck man um, sorry dan and so interesting enough i last year when i when becca and i were at halloween horror nights um as as i think we've talked about before and we've had the director on um on our podcast once before paul brooks um we met or yeah we were on, working on paul's film which is is currently being edited and, and hopefully will come up pretty soon we're really stoked for that hunting for the hag go check that out yeah. um but but you and i both worked on the film and one of the actors on the film um saw a shirt that i was wearing and it was for halloween horror nights he said oh we're gonna be there and, and it just so happened that i was there at the same time he was so we met up and i met his friend dan roebuck and I, uh, and I'll be honest and, and he's probably not going to listen to this, so it doesn't matter, but, but I didn't really know who, who he was at first. Um, but this guy has a crazy, uh, uh, a film, like, uh, film resume. Like he, he's been in so many Hollywood, like huge movies. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. He's been in basically every Rob Zombie movie ever. Yeah. Almost. He's in like everyone. And including uh, including the monsters yeah the and, and inclu- yeah so he couldn't tell us when 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 i met him and hung out with him at universal um his wife was wearing a monster shirt um but they couldn't technically tell us so, so they weren't able to tell us but yeah he's playing grandpa monster in, the, yep. in rob zombie's new film that's, that's set to come out i'm not sure when but he said film yeah they're still filming it. yeah they're still I working heard. on it so yeah. could be anytime um 
he was super cool. He was really nice. He's a super, super nice guy. Super funny. Um, yeah, it was just, so it was cool to see him there. Um, and then we met one, uh, one of our friends was randomly there. They had their booth. Tristan Young. Yeah. It's always nice running into him. He's done, um, our posters for a couple of short films, Green Guignol and Writer's Block. And yeah. he's done like concept art for me for Void and um, for some of my like work that I did all the way back to being at Columbia. So he's out there selling his artwork and we're happy to give him, you know, some of our money for some of his awesome, his awesome. Yeah. Work. I bought a really cool Gandalf at like looking over the Shire print, super stoked about mm-hmm. it. I'm going to buy a frame for that and hang that up in my new office. You bought a mortal Kombat print. Yeah, Scorpion. Scorpion. Fucking yeah. awesome. If you guys want to check him out, it's uh com. He's got all his work up there. Uh, I can't, uh stress enough how how dedicated the guy is i've known him since he was you know in high school and stuff and he's always been grinding and hustling and getting better and so it's awesome to see him you know doing what he loves yeah and we actually asked him if he he wanted to be on the show and he's he's down so i think we're probably going to talk about uh last night in soho because he's a huge Edgar wright fan and uh hopefully when the stars align on that we can we can make that happen Definitely, man. Um, and then last but not least, certainly not least, um, we met the uh, the prolific, I guess, Doug Jones. So cool. And man, he was like legit. He was the nicest guy in the world. Yep. I mean. We got hugged and kissed by Doug Jones. Yeah, we literally got hugged and kissed by Doug Jones. It was it was fantastic. So nice. It was it, amazing. It, it was just a very wholesome interaction. Like I've met a couple people from movies that are that have actually just been just as cool as I imagined yes. they would be. And Doug Jones is so fucking nice and cool. Like very hospitable, very warm yeah. and welcoming of what we had to say. I actually gave a shit about what we had to say. And was I was the just cool thing. Yeah. Like, like he actually spent like time, time with you you know he, yeah. he wasn't just there to sign the shit and get okay yeah cool move along like no like i mean he stood up and he's like i don't often have to look up to people because you know obviously i'm tall and but he's tall too he's like he's mm-hmm. got to be six five or something like that um but he like he he said that he placed his hands on my shoulders he's like you are so like uh, it was just so great like he was just such a cool guy man yeah like I it, would, it didn't it didn't feel forced or like you know he was just like trying to be nice or whatever it was just like no he genuinely cared and i told him like thanks for everything you've done over the years when i was giving him giving him a hug and he's like well thanks for knowing who i was over all these years right. i was right. like that's so humble yeah because like you know i met some people i'm not gonna say who but they're just kind of like like dickheads you know like they just had right. a very entitled sense to them yeah. right and it's like like you know I love your movies. Like, you know, like, why can't you just be nice? But I, but then again, we don't know like what they deal with all day and stuff. Right. So I mean, it was, it was nice to see someone just be so down to earth and so cool. And that was yeah. definitely like the highlight of, I, I think my time for sure. Uh, I don't know about you. hundred percent, dude. It was the, the, the highlight of my day. It was yeah. fucking fantastic. I will mm-hmm. gladly go and meet him again. And, and I'll, I'll bring a Funko pop or something for him to sign. Cause I really? have the, the pale man here. Um, but yeah, dude, uh, overall it was really cool. Um, you know, a lot, a lot of cool vendors and stuff. You actually bought a couple of VHSs and some issues sure did. for you. So yeah, it was awesome. That's, it's so cool going out there and seeing, um, who's coming out 
with with wares i guess if we're an elden ring or whatever you know who has wares uh but it's like uh yeah just to see what people bring out because it's stuff you'd never think about like you're like oh there's teddy bears where the chests open up and there's skeletons inside there's there is a market for that right you know like uh posters that light up like they're classic movie posters that you love from your youth but now they have cool led lights and glass panes that add like layers of depth like just really cool shit there's a lot of imagination a lot of fans dressing up and like for the most part just a general sense of like you're kind of you're you're kind of coming home and hanging out with people that like the same stuff as you exactly there's there's not a lot of like people being bullies and pushing and none of that you know um i think there's a big crossover between metal fans and horror fans and you certainly saw that here because we had phil from pantera <laughs> some of the but- butcher babies yeah like the butcher babies yeah. uh so yeah there's definitely oh, someone little... from anth one of the guys from anthrax ah, is there. cool yeah. so yeah there's man yeah there's there's some crossover for sure oh, yeah. uh and totally. I, I love seeing it and i it, uh you know like I like I like seeing people that that dress up, and then it's it's kind of interesting seeing people that bring like young young kids to the convention. And I'm like, I hope yeah, like you know, if the kids are having fun and they're not scared, and you know, they're having a good time too, it's like it's something for the whole family, you know. Well, well, the cool thing is the the when we met Doug Jones, the the family, I think two spots ahead of us, um, it was a mom and dad, you know, probably in their mid thirties, late thirties. And they had their kid who was like eight years old or something like that. And they weren't there to see Doug Jones. The kid was like, that's, yeah, so, that's so fucking cool, cool dude. Like, so cool. So yeah. overall, it was a fun time. I will definitely go back. Um, yeah, I had a good time. Yeah. So check it out next time it's in town. Um, they're kind of all over the place. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, if you're in Chicago and you want to check it out, it's, it's a pretty cool horror fest. And I think it's that one and uh, flashback horror uh, convention, which is in, usually in August. I think it's at pretty much at the same venue. But uh, right. those are those are the big two that I can think of that happen mm-hmm. every year. Right. And they're always they're always fun. It's been a couple of years for me, so I was happy when I got the call from Kev here. Do you want to <laughs> accompany me to right. the horror convention? How can you say no? No. Maybe maybe now. we'll have a booth one year. <laughs> maybe. Yeah. Watch our short films. <laughs> throw my script at people Uh, yeah right all right well if you're still hanging around we appreciate it don't forget you can check out all our films at intothevoidfilms.net give us a like add us to your podcast playlist share us with your favorite people stay spooky out there my friends this has been those who remain